Ahoy hoy, welcome back to another episode of Sideshow Frasier. If you've never listened before, how dare you? Uh, this is a podcast about <laughs> Frasier and one other show from the same broadcast week in history. It's hosted by me, Steve Shackelford, and this uh, moderately handsome fellow I'm looking at across the room over here, Jordan I'll, Wilson. I'll take that. I will take that. I've been thinking about candy this week. You ever, you ever think about candy? Just Nope. Never ne- thought about never, candy. Ever? I've thought about um, it, I've thought about candy canes around the holidays, but no, I've never had Not candy, a candy in my guy. No, I like paydays. Are paydays candy? Paydays are candy. Candy bar. It's in the name. It's a it, candy bar. I bar thought, of candy. I thought that was an energy bar. What about Hershey's? <laughs> Wait. Uh oh. You l- <laughs> you're lumping candy bars into energy bars. Uh, this is gonna be bad. Um, <laughs> this is gonna be bad for me in general, just because. <laughs> I think I might have just discovered something terrible about myself. So energy bars and candy bars are not the same thing. No, separate things. Separate entities. Okay, see, I thought candy bars were like ice cream sandwiches or something like that. Like you can eat it for lunch and not, not worry about it? or I, I mean, I thought it was more like a frozen treat and a little thicker for some reason. So huh. that's just on me. I thought paydays, I thought all that stuff was uh, allowed. My bad. I found a candy hack with uh with a a place that you can buy them and you can get like their their generic brand and you can get six six whole candy bars of varying uh, assortments for like 3 bucks i mean what kind of a hack is that? that's like, that's a crazy good deal that's like 50 cents a candy bar that's like 1993 prices yeah you know, you're right. I haven't priced full sizers. I'm not that kind of like... Full hello. sizers are like three bucks a pop now. <sighs> See, that's disheartening. Yeah. How can people still give those out on Halloween if their full sizers are three bucks a pop? Well, now? see, I'm glad you mentioned that because that's what I'm doing this year for Halloween. I'm going to stock up on this discount awesome candy that I found uh, and just buy out the entire stock before anybody realizes the loophole here. Because I don't understand how they're making money. And, and and by the way, like they're like direct copies. Like you can get a Snickers, you can get a Kit Kat, you can get a Twix bar, you can get a Milky Way. I'm have, talking like big time. You have a problem with listing things. I think that you did a similar Bubba Gump list last time, as I recall. So do you make a lot of lists? I, do, I love making. You don't make lists, mental lists of things, checklists. I, just, I jot down like stream of consciousness, just random thoughts all the time. Okay. And occasionally I put them in bulleted form, but I don't consider them listed often. I, I don't do the numerical list. I guess list. I do make lists. I have a grocery list that I always <laughs> use. Do you use the same one? Because I have about 800 notes on my phone that all just say grocery. <laughs> and it's got about five items on it for when I'm going in the store. And, and you just list it for the, and it's like that specific one. See, yeah. I do the same thing. I share it with my wife so we can add to it, but I always delete it. So it's like only one list for every single trip. Yeah, that's far more efficient. But I have like, I have grocery store general list in my notes, and then I can pull from that and be like, oh yeah, fucking, I need some baking soda, you know, or like whatever I need. And who is general list? uh it was he he was a composer uh that that 
Yeah. <laughs> Just give up. <laughs> I'm done. I'm done oh, with it. That was an outstanding follow-up. Uh, so I wasn't ready for that question. Today, we're going to be talking about the November 11th, 1993 episode of Frasier called Selling Out. It was episode nine from season one, and our sideshow of the week is a personal favorite of mine from when I was a child. I can honestly tell you I have not revisited it since then. Same. Uh, but it is Family Matters Season 5, Episode 8, entitled Dr. Urkel and Mr. Cool, otherwise known as, shorthand, the Stefan Urkel episode, the original. The one and only Stefan. Well, not the one and only episode in which Stefan Urkel was in it, but the one, the one that you think of. Quintessential. Was, exactly. This was the original, the OG. Like I said, yeah, the, the quintessential, if you want to call it that. Yeah. Yes, the... Uh, the one you think of the most, yeah. Yeah, it's the uh, yeah the, the one that everybody knows. So what happened on this week's episode of Frasier? Uh, well, basically, Frasier faces an ethical dilemma about whether or not to endorse products on the air. So essentially, does he want to do live reads? And I guess they're not always live reads, but does he want to attach his name to products? And his integrity says no. But his greedy side is screaming yes. And we'll get right into it because this is one of my favorite episodes here. So right at the top, we get the famous electron microscope joke. Um, <laughs> or microscope. Sorry. I went real hard on microscope. the Microscope. Yeah. Microscope. Uh, so that sounds like a guy's name, microscope. It does. Microscope. <laughs> uh, so this one is shared all the time online. Uh, it's played on the radio. It's a, a great joke about... You know, there's an electron microscope. If I used that, I couldn't locate my interest in your problem, blah, 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 blah. It's incredible. But it all is brought up by a guy trying to buy a boat. Yep. I've never bought a boat and will never buy a boat. This dude dropped 300K on a boat. Oh, what a terrible investment. I doubt he's going to make his cash back. That's a that. big boat. I guess that's true. I've never sized and priced boats. Uh, $300,000. One would think that that is a giant boat that like sleeps a bunch of people and has decks and like you probably need a little crew and. Well, see, I don't know. Is it like real estate where like in New York, $300,000 won't go as far. So did he buy it in a specific lake? Is that how it works? Or can you just buy a boat anywhere? You can buy a boat anywhere. You put the boat on a thing and you take the you tote the boat. But I mean, how do you move a boat around? Well, sound vibration, obviously. Other than water, I guess is it just trailer only? Well, can you fly a boat? Probably. Interesting. You can put a boat on a boat. You could ferry okay, a boat. Okay, all right. All right. Yeah, I guess you could tow a boat. Yeah, but that's still water. I don't know if I've ever thought about if like, you know, those big giant army cargo planes where they put tanks and sure. stuff like that. Do they ever throw a boat in there that's like a little boat? Or Probably. do they just always make that guy go on another boat? Like you said, like just put it on top of another boat. I don't know. I mean, I would imagine I would imagine that they... You to know. our military and aeronautical <laughs> friends out there, let us know, can you put a boat on an airplane? Because uh, I've never really thought about it before, but you might be able to. Yeah, of course you can. All right, well, this guy dropped a lot. Uh, he was trying to debate with his wife whether or not they would name the boat uh, Lulu Bell or intrepid and he called frazier for some reason about this problem i don't think frazier's there to solve just 
you know, mundane arguments between family members. Yeah. Like, the, the That would be a great show, though. What? If you could just call in and be like, I got a problem with my friend. What do you think uh, is the deal here? Um, I bought him a milkshake a week ago, and he still hasn't paid me back. Was that just a courtesy thing I did, or does he owe me 450 That's how Howard Stern started. Was it really? Yeah. Incredible. He just answered random questions, mostly off of Yelp. No. Or yeah. Ask Jeeves. Yelp wasn't around. <laughs> maybe Ask Jeeves was, but I'm pretty sure he's Yahoo, been in the business Yahoo since 1953 or something. I haven't seen that movie in a while, but I'm pretty sure Yahoo Answers. Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck you. What's your favorite search engine? I don't like any search engines. Come I on, wish yeah, they would you all do. go away. I, I really liked Alta Vista. Okay. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you that. All right. Is MSN still around? Can you just go search MSN.com? What about Juno? Remember Juno.com? Nope. <laughs> I don't remember Juno. I had a, a email address at Juno until like four years ago. Yeah, I'm a Baidu guy, a Yandex cat, <laughs> you know, all the weird ones. Yeah. You know, that's what I'm into. Yeah. Forget the big players. Let's let's go to the little mom and pop yeah, search DDG engines. is good. Yeah. DuckDuckGo. They're, yeah. they're nice. Um, so <laughs> right after Frazier makes this uh, sick burn with his electron microscope joke here, Roz enters and quickly hands Frazier some copy points. Odd producer move here because this is a live read. So she hands him like, hey, we're going to break here. Read this copy. And I've never seen her do this before in the show. And I don't know what he would typically read. I guess it's usually just hey, the station is having this going on, right. or stay tuned for Bob Bulldog Briscoe, but he normally incorporates that into his show, so you would think he'd be more taken aback by just receiving copy points uh, at that commercial time. Yeah. I don't know what else he reads. I mean, I guess from his reaction, it's it's something that has happened and is common, so we just that's, never see it. Yeah, that's what's weird. I was like, okay, so she feeds him copy of some sort every commercial break, but this is the first time that he saw, oh, I'm endorsing something, right. so that's basically what happens. What place is he endorsing there? Do you remember? Uh, what do they got? The Chinese food restaurant. It's Hunan Palace. Hunan Palace. So I'm pretty sure we've got... Sorry, I did not mean to make that palace. Uh, Hunan Palace or whatever. I don't know how to pronounce the word Hunan. It's I would say Hunan in Texas, but I'm like, it's pecan and pecan down here. So Hunan. That, that's the thing. It's tricky. I never know if it's the long A or the short A. I don't know, man. It's, I mean, it's just, again, just linguistics. You can't split hairs with linguistics. So, yeah, I would probably, if I'm talking like me, it's probably Hunan, but I don't know if it's actually like Hunan or something Hunan. like that. Well, probably. I, I don't know. Um, so, Hunan Palace is what you're going to hear me call this, unfortunately. I'm sorry. Are you worried about people like, like just, griping you know, at you for mispronouncing this word? I mean, it's like when word? you say like tortilla and they're like hey man you know it's okay. tortilla that one stings more though so if somebody's right, like i don't tortilla. know yeah or i spell it wrong like sometimes i've spelled tequila with two l's and somebody's like hey man why would tequila have two l's it's not tequila and i'm like i don't know like i don't i'm working on it <laughs> you know? I, was like, I was like i didn't spell check this thing i'm sorry i just love posting about tequila all the time <laughs> not really <laughs> <laughs> um, so Frazier won't read the copy points. He quickly kicks it back to Ross and commercials. Um, considers himself a wise man. 
what what would you do here? Would you just read the stuff? Would yeah. you go Ron Burgundy style, even if you didn't know there was cash associated with it? Probably so. Yeah. I mean, I'm just, I mean, not that I'm like a yes man, but I'm just not one to overthink it. I'm definitely not one now to let my uh, integrity impede that type of uh, scenario personally, I don't think. So I, that's what would, you know, that's yeah, what it's called selling out. So go- I mean wholeheartedly agree yeah i was i would have probably just read anything that somebody gave me right there and then i would have dealt with it afterwards yeah. but some people are pretty sharp on that stuff where they're like no i'm not gonna do this and fraser clearly one of them but i i went to you i would have just read it and not even like really registered what i was reading probably until after the ad read he probably just, thinks something smart me like he's like i'm no news anchor monkey reader you know like just reading whatever is in front of your eyes yeah so he gets to take a look at how this would work um and that's what was confusing is that bulldog enters the production booth now uh <laughs> bulldog takes the promo read from Roz because i guess this is urgent sales team is clearly sold that hey Hunan Palace is now an advertiser with you. They need somebody to read live copy in the five o'clock hour right. or whatever it is. That's clearly what the company promised. So Frazier won't do it. Here comes Bulldog <laughs> for his sports gonzo hour or whatever it is. Uh, and man, he gets real offensive. Yeah. Uh, Ross, Ross mentions that he has his own style, his own flavor of doing things with these with these ads. And I'm really impressed by his like instrument usage. I'm not gonna lie, like no soundboard. That does look like old school Howard Stern. I'm like, man, like they're they're just going for it. There's no board op. It's just I got it, man. Yeah, got- he had that mylar sheet that he could crumble up and makes it made it sound <laughs> like the oil was you know like sizzling. Like it was so perfect. <laughs> the duck thing. I was like, how often does he use the duck call? Or did he more than know? Think. Did he know he was going to have to do a duck sauce no, read? Bulldog, Bulldog is a pro. He just saw that he like kind of read ahead. He saw that it was coming, reached over into his very organized tray of Foley items. Yeah, that's a shock. <laughs> like, Man, Bulldog is a pro. Like, yeah. He went out there and did it, even though it was highly offensive. Was and Ross commented that they're going to get sued. <laughs> I mean, he was a professional in terms of like, hey, I can get you quality audio and I can make this read come to life and <laughs> I don't need more than three seconds to look at this copy and I will knock it out live. And he did like he nailed everything about it. I don't care how offensive it was. It's still hilarious. Okay, and now that does make me wonder. Was that an actual live read that went out or was Ross just trying to get a quick recording of it that she could re-air later? Because if that was a live read that went out, did he break into commercial or something like that? It was just the middle of a spot set and he jumps in. There <laughs> he just punches like, in. He just punches in like, alright, get Bulldog <laughs> in here. After this first commercial wraps, Bulldog's gonna <laughs> jump in and do this. I, I don't know. I don't know. That's a good question. It, it seemed, it it seemed does, like Frazier was gonna integrate it into his show. Right. But then his show ended and then maybe Roz just recorded it during the other commercials. Exactly. Like you're saying. Right. So <laughs> uh, that gives her a little bit more leeway as to like, no, we can't air that <laughs> for the love of God. Uh, so Frazier, you know, he, he mentions, you know, uh, his integrity won't allow him to do it there. Um, but he does get a quick look at the dollar amount and they don't specify it here. But based on other information, we know it's not a five figure deal. So I'd say this is like a $5,000 pay sure. or something like that, you know, that's hella good money in 93. 
Yeah, and I'd say it's probably five grand for the month or something like that. You know, hey, we spent 15 or 20 grand on radio advertising this month. We want to be mentioned with live reads. We want to be mentioned in, you know, commercial breaks three times an hour. Or, well, that's a lot, but, you know, two t- there's only usually three to five commercial breaks. So. Unless you're Gary Snakes. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You can do it on some, some <laughs> advertisers can get away with it. The, the big personal injury guys like throwing it around. Um, but so I would imagine he took five off this one, which is yeah, like I said, good money in '93. Yeah, right? hell yeah. Um, then we get back to Fraser's apartment. Um, he dented his front bumper because his tennis ball's gone. You got a tennis ball? <laughs> uh, no, I've been thinking about it. You know what I do use is I have this. I've got this this like plastic uh like set of drawers just like a little plastic you know cubby that's just kind of at the the front of my garage and every time i park i just nudge it i just go in and so exactly the same as a tennis ball i've cracked it a bunch (laughs) because i've hit it but when i see that thing shake uh you know i know that i'm i'm there because my garage is is uh it's just big enough to fit a car (laughs) like the new construction homes and they were like all right we're, we're gonna give them one inch of clearance Oh yeah, I I certainly don't keep my car in a garage at this point. You know the the more stuff you got to store, you're oh, like, yeah. I'm gonna throw this crap in the garage here. So no way, no I've more got, cars. Yeah, I'm sorry if it hails, it hails. Yeah, man. which I was just about to mention. This is a bad idea in Texas because the hail the size of you know Winnebago's. I put in a hail claim to the insurance company every two months, just out of you know principle. So I just do it. <laughs> and they're like, sir, it hasn't hailed in your area in the last two months. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just reminding you that I paid you for this and you will be paying me as soon as it hails. <laughs> they're like, get a carport. I'm like, no, you get a carport. You buy me a carport and then I'll get a carport. I'm not, I'm not doing both. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not doing both. What do you expect me to do? Get this old laundry machine out of my garage? Go to hell. (laughs) (laughs) I may need that. (laughs) You never know. (laughs) (laughs) That's my dad's theory. (laughs) (laughs) It could be a time machine someday. You don't know. Like this is this got a good this got good tumbler bearings in it. And it's like, what the fuck are you gonna use that for? What's a tumbler bearing, Dad? (laughs) Oh, let me tell you. Let me show you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, unfortunately, Eddie has the tennis ball that Frazier hangs down in his garage to see how far he should pull in. Uh, and that's kind of mean of Martin and Daphne to just be like, just pull it off. Yeah, we don't have any other toys for this guy. Just give him the tennis ball. He, that he, a toy. You, I can see that playing out like they're down there. They're like walking him. You know what I mean? And they're walking back up and grab that tennis ball, you know, and won't, won't Dr. Crane be mad? Like, you know, that kind of scenario. Yes, Dr. Crane was mad. Yes, he was. <laughs> so what he did here was he took the damn ball and he threw it off the balcony. <laughs> Which, like, kind of just seemed mean to the dog, even the, like, trained dog on the set. And I forget the actor dog's name. But seemed mean to him. Uh, you know, you're like, all right. I guess he just threw it somewhere off set. Yeah. But what a mean thing to do. It's, it's not really in a sky rise, Steve. I know. But, like, what a hard thing to train a dog to not fetch in my opinion like they're just like hey whatever that guy does don't go chase that ball see i i think about i I tell you this every all time i think about that all time about how eddie is such a highly trained animal he's so highly trained he only pays attention to that one person on set which is his trainer 
Yes. Blows my mind. It, yeah, exactly. It's the trainer. Yes. You're because 100%. like you were saying, a dog, a normal dog, and seemingly almost any dog would have probably chased that ball. Or at least like looked. Because yeah. I don't even think he looked. Oh, he looked. I think oh, he looked at the ball. He was looking his chops. Okay, sorry. I thought he just like was dead eyed at Frazier the whole time. And it was a back shot where you couldn't like see his face, but I don't I thought he didn't turn his head or anything like that. Oh no, that. it definitely had his attention. <laughs> it yanked his head around, you're like, God dang it, Frazier. <laughs> <laughs> so on that note of Eddie in Family Matters, so I sent something to you earlier today, <laughs> Jordan, that really threw me on a loop. Uh, or you know, I was scrolling and I saw something on a Family Matters uh, fan group or something along those lines that said, "Can Eddie go on a date?" <laughs> and I follow too many Frasier uh, threads to where I immediately was like. I don't know if Eddie can go on a date. Maybe he who would does. He, who, who would be Eddie's type? Or, you know, who would he take out on a date? He does have a girlfriend. That's at some what point. I was like, I thought they did that at some they point. They do. Where I was like, they have a like one hundred and one Dalmatian style kind of like setup, where it's like, oh no, he wants to meet the dog or something. Yeah, and like I think that. Martin hates the lady that the, yeah, owns the dog. Yeah, it's something like that. Mm-hmm. So we haven't gotten there yet, but it did crack me up because I was like, <laughs> I was like you saw that you saw the F in Family Matters and just thought Frasier and right. then saw Eddie. And yeah, just so just breezing yeah. through, and you're what like, a weird question. Eddie go on a date? And you're like, well, which one uh, of our listeners posted that one? <laughs> yeah, I was like, Lady in the Tramp style. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I was like, I mean, I suppose that'd you be know. adorable. That would, right? <laughs> that would just be incredible. Adorable. Um, so, uh, Fraser takes his toy, yeah, throws it out the window. Martin not happy about it. Uh, but Fraser's mainly really quick to just ask his old man and Daphne for their opinion on this endorsement deal. Yeah. So. Odd that he puts, I mean, not odd that he puts so much stock in his father's opinion here, but you would think that he would go to seek the advice of another medical professional uh, or someone along that you know, line, not your dad. If who wants to be a millionaire has taught me anything in life, it it's has. that you have to talk out your problems out loud every step of the way in order to arrive at the correct solution. So, Frazier was just... Who wants to be a millionaireing that question? You know, they just did that so Regis wouldn't die on air, right? They're like, <laughs> if we make Regis ask 20 questions a show, we're screwed. He's, He's got to only do like five questions a show. So you, guest, talk it out. You Tell ask me. the questions. <laughs> yeah, exactly. As soon as we give you four options, we're going to be like, hey, we can get rid of two of them. For you. <laughs> and I was like, whatever you want. Just think about it for three minutes. And like, I don't even remember if they had a timer. They're like, no, no timer. Just do it. I don't remember. I, I think they did have a timer. They, they had, had to. to. <laughs> they had to have some kind of like clock on it or something. It's been a while. Since you get I've some windbag on there. They're just going to talk forever. <laughs> <laughs> that would be my goal, actually, is to just keep talking and never give a final answer. <laughs> it's like, oh, we, well, we need your final answer next week for another exciting <laughs> episode of who wants to be a millionaire three weeks and you've won zero dollars <laughs> but we know everything about your life uh you know god i miss i honestly i miss the energy of that show primetime millionaire was something else yeah that was it, a phenomenon it was it was a phenomenon who wants to be a millionaire there he is there, there he is. he's back to back to life Reed. wait he's he passed away oh god i think we just has been passed for a couple of years now unfortunately oh really I mean, let's let's look it let's up. Look at, if that, let's if look that's at the anything machine. we are, let's uh, let's do our due diligence. It's mostly, the- mostly just googling. That's what our podcast is now. We just mostly Google who's alive and who's dead. <laughs> Regis, 
That's our next podcast is who's alive and who's dead. And we just have to update it all the time. It's a daily who's alive, who's dead podcast. He he passed away. 2020. That's the thing. I was like, I feel like it was a couple of years. So not like. Man, he looks a lot like he looks a lot like uh, Burt Bacharach. Okay, yeah. <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe your it. image search is messed up. Um, I look like Burt Bacharach. I guess. I mean, <laughs> it looks more like Tony Shalhoub or something like that. I don't know. Mm. I mean, Bacharach was also old. I guess old guys. <laughs> if I have another kid, I'm going to name him Regis. Don't do that to that poor child. <laughs> <laughs> the middle part of Regis is eggy. Yeah, just keep it silent. Just let it sit there. <laughs> it's what we do here awkward awkward silences uh so daphne asks if he's going to endorse somebody like Cher does to which fraser immediately says well that's a no <laughs> um, i'm gonna say no i don't want to be like Cher, and he's not amused by that uh, and martin says you know just try it out if you like the product basically Try it out. You never know if it's good food. What do you care? Didn't Fraser say that he went to this restaurant all the time? He eats there. He doesn't he, like. He's like, I eat here all the time. Ooh, I don't know about. I that. swear, he said. I, I. He was like, I eat there all the time. And it's like, well, if you're if you're hung up on the fact that you don't want to endorse a place that you don't know about, but you eat there all the time, why didn't you just do it in the first place? I don't know if he's been there before. He's new in town. I know he likes Le Cigar Volant. But, I don't uh, think he's as new in town as we think he is. That's also confusing, yeah. I can't tell how long he's been in town, but I don't feel like it's more than a few months, but he seems like he's already not necessarily well-connected, but you pretty think, familiar Don't, don't you think if that's the way that it was, like if he w- hadn't have been in Seattle for a while, they would have made an attempt to show that he had just moved there, like some moving boxes around, you know, like stereotypical, <laughs> like... Do you want like a perfect strangers yeah, opening? Like, put it over like, there. Yes, yeah. exactly. <laughs> you see him moving in and putting all the boxes. That's in. what Frazier needed was Balky. <laughs> Frazier no. needed a Balky. <laughs> Why did he go to step by step? He should have been on. He Frasier. should have moved to Frazier. Yeah, the, definitely. Instead of putting him on step by step. <laughs> oh, poor, poor Balky <laughs> ended up on step by step. How? How Balky? How Balky? We'll do step by step here, soon. It's coming up. I don't know if it's a Balky era quite yet, but maybe I'll take a look. Mm. Um, so Daphne reminds him that hey, there's lots of doctors that uh, sell things or endorse products, <clears throat> like Doctor Sneezy. And Fraser reminds her that Doctor Sneezy is a cartoon hippopotamus <laughs> who sells cold medicine, not a uh, real doctor. Uh, essentially, there. So either way. He, call, he calls up the restaurant. They tell him he can't get a spot till 10. He doesn't want to name drop until he hears that, and then he's happy to drop his name. Yeah, he is. <laughs> You're like, all right. So yeah, this is the comedic side of the show, but also shows Frazier's true, like, well, he's not... He's not, not that good-natured at heart. He's more than happy to be like, well, if I can move ahead of somebody, then his bump integri- another table. His integrity is flexible. We, we learned that. that yes. It's flexible. It, it, exactly. He certainly doesn't play by the rules that everyone else plays by. He will leverage his local celebrity. But on this one, he does have a potential advertising deal. So they should have treated him up either way and giving him the the full service sure. so he's fine maybe he says that he eats there all the time after this time where he okay. eats there for the first time and then now he's just going all the time because he loves it yeah uh so then we see him that uh they don't show it at the restaurant which was i guess fine i was like we haven't seen all of them dine out yet with daphne right i guess we'll save that for another time uh but frazier's now in the middle of a very lively uh live read at kacl 
and he's uh he ad libs a line about the yen. <laughs> um, and it's if you've got a yen for Chinese tonight, which I, I kind of don't understand it honestly. I didn't look it up, but what does that mean? If you've got a yen, it's just a fancy way of saying hankering. Hankering. Yeah. Okay. Uh, that's kind. Of, I mean, from context, I was like, I know what he's implying here and what contextually this is, but I don't know what phrase he's turning on or playing. Like, if there's, if you've got a yearn, if you've got a hen. Oh, you mean like a, if it's a pun, like a play yeah, on I was words. like, is he subbing out yen for something that I'm not catching here? And I don't know. Maybe yen has another meaning. That's what I was going to say. I was like, I might just be dumb. That's, <laughs> bro, that's, the, that's the Occam's razor of this entire podcast. <laughs> it's like, maybe Steve's just not smart. <laughs> like, that is the most logical answer to all of these questions. Um, then Ross comes in. I, I like when she gets to burn Frazier yeah. on stuff. She lets him know the yen is Japanese, you dumbass, because he's he's kind of patting himself on the back about being good at this. He just thought that it was clever, and she's like, you know that you fucked that one up, right? Like, <laughs> Which I'm a big fan of. I'm like, Roz needs to keep him honest. Um, <laughs> like, because he's... <laughs> he wasn't that good at the read. Like, he just sounds like a radio guy where I've been there every night. You're like, you want your live read to sound a little bit more casual. And if it was a canned recording, that's fine. I like it when people sound more casual, not, hey, I bet you should go down to this restaurant because I've been there and the, <laughs> the orange chicken is outstanding. You know, it, it needs to be. Are you susceptible loose. to like celebrity endorsement? I'm <laughs> celebrity endorsement is tricky. I'm definitely susceptible to advertising at large. Um, <laughs> yeah, so me too. I hate advertising at large, but I am susceptible to it. When unfortunately, it comes, especially when it comes to food items. Right. Like <laughs> if I see it, I'm like, God dang it. That looks so good. <laughs> it's like I can't. Stone Cold Steve Austin said that it's oh. the best. See, that's what I don't connect with <laughs> celebrity endorser. Like, there's no. I mean. I think maybe a little bit more fondly of Reese's because they have Will Arnett, but I don't think any more fondly of GMC because they have Will Arnett doing the the voiceover. Right. I'm like, okay, I'm still probably not going to buy a GMC truck, but Reese's... Because Job told me to. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, Best in class. You're like, okay, I got it. Um, but Reese's, you're like, okay, yeah. funny ad. Um and I already like Reese's. Well, a lot. and they do a good close-up shot of that peanut butter. Oh my god, it's so good. Yeah, it's by far the the best energy bar I've See, ever had. You're, you're <laughs> damn it! I was going to say you're just proving my point that you do enjoy candy. No, I beat you to it. I was like, wait a minute, we've already been here before. <laughs> I know this. <laughs> Hold on, I am dumb. I but thought I, I do pigeonholed know, you. No, with that no, one. no, 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 no. It's, it's an energy bar that I eat all the time. <laughs> god. Uh, what so, wasted effort that was on my part. Um, so Frazier's, I could see the wheels turning over there. I was like, I need to be, I have to cut myself before he cuts me. It's the only way to Got die. Your guard up now. <laughs> um, so Frazier does indicate that the Hunan Palace owners called him yeah. and said business is up 30%. That's a shit ton. <laughs> I mean, did they account for seasonality? Did they account okay. for anything else? Okay, Mr. Like, Analyst. That's good. 30%. Was he their first radio endorser ever? Probably. Okay. Well, then that's on the sales team more than Frazier, I think. Um, because it's like, <laughs> that's true. That's, that's like, very, good job for the sales team. They true. found a legitimate advertiser that who had never advertised before. It made sense for their business model. They paired it with the right in, endorser. But 
I can't tell if who it probably was. could have just been anybody on that, there. That's what I was going to say. Everybody like, loves Chinese food places, dude. Yeah, I was like, I think it was just an awareness campaign, and Fraser's a nice, trustworthy brand. But if anyone, although he hasn't been introduced, you'd think Gil would be the guy. But yep, that Gil is the obvious choice but for sure. I tell you about maybe since he's a reviewer and a critic, he cannot accept any endorsement from a oh. restaurant so fraser probably is it's the like most how fraser foodie. fraser and niles can't accept gifts right so no i take it back probably fraser was the best choice at the station for a foodie you don't want pastor john whatever the pastor's now i already forgot i know chopper <laughs> dave i forget the pastor's name father john misty i'm gonna say uh, uh so ross is pretty unimpressed by the basic business model of radio where she's like yeah that's how advertising works, big guy. Yeah. That's what we do here, you know? <laughs> um, uh, but obviously, I think Frazier's more just trying to make himself feel good about doing the endorsement. There's a lot of rationalizing that I think he internally, goes yeah. He's trying to, yeah, exactly. I justify him, to him taking money for doing these things that he always said he was not going to do because he's selling out. Yeah. I think he talks about how this is a, uh, just a, pair of small business owners who started 12 years ago or something like that and you're like all right i guess yeah maybe they've got enough money for radio i mean they're throwing around cash they're doing all right you know so i'll just say it and, and i'm not a big time radio guy like fraser is i'm no i'm a no one but i will definitely definitely just sell out immediately if somebody was like i'll give you 35 dollars to read this i'd be like absolutely like no problem i will read what you guys hear that i will read whatever you want me to on this podcast because this is my only for for 35 bucks okay anything you want anything you want me to say send it in no hate speech or if you do send hate speech i'm gonna just bleep it out so that's your own wasted money but it (laughs) seems like jordan's gonna pay me yeah it seems like jordan will do it and me if you just uh send me eight dollars i'll just give you my twitter password do whatever you want (laughs) just take it do whatever you want with it (laughs) you know just well, people don't it. do that. They should have do that. Just, just rent it. rent out your Twitter <laughs> yeah. space for a day. Just like <laughs> some comedians do that. Do they really? Yeah, they do it for awareness. Where they'll be like, "Hey, I'm such and such comedian. I'm taking over Tignataro's account for oh. today or something like that." And then the full day of tweets is more awareness for that comedian through a bigger brand account, huh. basically. So. That does happen, but they're usually not selling just like, here's my password. <laughs> <laughs> Carte blanche, do whatever you want. You're a trailblazer with that one. Eight bucks, he said. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. I think that'll get it done. Uh, <laughs> so he, Frazier moves out into the hallway, and we get BB for the first time. Yes. Yeah, she's just incredible. BB yes Glazer. and no, all in one feeling, though, because it's like BB, like uh, the kids would call her cringy. That's what the children would say. I she suppose. she is definitely a character that you you know that you're just kind of like ah, like. <laughs> I think they'd call Fraser cringy more than anyone. Probably, I don't even know what what constitutes cringy. Somebody Me just, and you. So yeah, <laughs> to our parents, to our children, we are highly cringy. I think. Okay. Just My, existing as an adult. I'm sorry. It's <laughs> probably like, true. It sucks, man. 37. I'm like, the young kids are going to make fun of me. I just know it, man. They all are. You ever seen a cool 20-year-old? Just dunk on me. Oh, yeah, and, dude. <laughs> somebody told me, somebody, a group of kids told me I had feminine hips the other day. Okay. <laughs> well, that's I mean, that's just true. <laughs> I mean, like, you're going to have to get used to that. It's been going on for years. <laughs> I mean, I don't think you should show them off right now. I don't need to see them. <laughs> um, but BB shows up. 
we're gonna move on. Uh, BB moves up, and this is what does lead me or lead me to believe that Frazier hasn't been around too long. Uh, is because she's Bulldog's agent, right? And says she wants to represent Frazier. So, so he hasn't been approached by any he hasn't been by, approached by, by representation or anything, right? Uh, so mm. that's fine. I will say BB's character. You said cringy. I wrote oddly sexual and playful in her banter. She's very sexual. It's odd. Real horned up. Yeah, for the first time meeting Frasier, it's like, does she just do this? Was this a common agent tactic uh, or manager tactic in the early 90s? Do do people still do this? I mean, I don't work with managers or agents, um, but it's a weird way to conduct business, I'd imagine. There was a character in uh, Entourage that <laughs> that I know when See, you love you what said I, it all Frenchy. <laughs> well, <laughs> it's a French word. Entourage. <laughs> there was a character in Entourage. There's a character in Entourage uh, that that did that was her tactic. She was a you know a, a sexy agent lady, and she she absolutely uh, exploited herself to gain an upper hand with her clients. Okay. That's if it works. I mean, yeah, it's I, called I you, don't work in that business. If so you got I don't it, flaunt it, baby. I that's what it so. is. That makes me feel. All you got to, fl- you got those ankles. Oh, yeah. Well, I, they're hairless, baby. You got to put these things on the market. They're haired up to a certain point and then, and then oh, just move. Nothing. <laughs> it's just incredible. Weird genetic thing yeah. that you got going on. <laughs> <laughs> this is a white whale. You <laughs> kidding me? <laughs> People pay big cash for these. I'm on intimateanklepicks.com. <laughs> I assure you, I've got ratings and everything. Uh, so <laughs> BB also plays mind games where she's like, take my card. No, give me my give card, me my card back. back. Yeah. yeah. Call me. No, you'll refuse to call me. I won't call you like all that kind of stuff. And then she basically just loops Fraser in with greed. Like just, I guess not necessarily greed. It was more security. The thought of being national is what I think really piqued his interest. Not yet. Oh, she gets, if you would just let me drive oh. sometimes <laughs> <laughs> she, she pitches him the national thing later. Right now she drops the tuition thing where she's oh, that's just right. like, that's right. Where she's like, oh, I got a jet off to Palo Alto, my uh, my kids at Stanford. <laughs> she's like, oh, yeah, you don't have any kids, right? So just like a salesperson, mm-hmm. you just kind of bait people in. Like she, knows, you, she knows that he has a kid. Yeah, she sure. knows he's got a kid. Or either way, you're going to find out something. That right. If you don't have this, you've got another goal in mind if it's not children. So yeah. no, you don't have kids. What are your other big expenses? Sure. But I'd imagine she did her research and she knows... Or she's just listened to the damn show. Maybe he's mentioned Freddie. He probably has. Uh, either way, she's like, hey, so your kids are going to go to college someday. And oh, I guess you must be sending them to a state school. That's why you don't do endorsements, basically. That was a good one because she knew that Frazier was going to be like, fuck that. No. <laughs> oh, yeah. Especially in the 90s. I think it was a big deal. Where it's like, I am a doctor. I guarantee Frazier's mentioned that before on his on air that he went to Harvard. Probably a number of times. Yes. And so that's what he says. I plan on sending my son, Freddie, to Harvard. Uh, <laughs> oh, my gosh. She's dying Excuse over me. there. <laughs> um, and she, the, this part did hurt me where BB's like, have you seen the 2010 predictions for college tuition? I'm like, oh, my God, it's 2023. I don't even want to think about what my kids are going to have to pay in eight years. You're going to go eight there. years, dude. That is true. Holy shit. Oh, it, it sneaks up on you, buddy. Oh, seven. My kid's almost 11. So Good yeah, gravy. That's it. he's 10 now, but he'll be 11 very, very soon. So yeah, it, but he wants to go to like culinary school, doesn't he? 
I mean, no, he can learn that without going to culinary school. El Centro, screw, baby. Well, no, screw culinary school. He can work in a, he can work in a restaurant right now, well, so I don't true. want to give too much about my life. No, but, that's true. Uh, but no, my wife is a chef. She runs her own restaurant. Um, so yeah, no, my, my kid's pretty good at cooking. He does a good job. Um, I'm business. terrible at it. That's the thing. Like, he outcooks my ass already. I'm like, <laughs> and he, he roasts me about it, too, where he's like, well, yeah, Dad, it wasn't hard to beat you. You're not very good. And I'm like, Thanks a lot. You said something the other day about how he 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 educated you on shredded cheese and like so, yes <laughs> he did. We're just like you can't get pre-shredded cheese, Dad. It's got chemicals in it or something like that. That's what keeps it from globbing. You it, have to shred the blog, and it doesn't have this in it. I'm like, I don't know. He's like, Yeah, you can't you can't use pre-shredded, man. I'm like it's not going to work. The same. Like, I'm lazy, dude. <laughs> I'm like, I don't know. I'm like all. I'll figure it out. Uh, so that's kind of how she gets him in. It's like, hey, you're going to need a lot of money by yeah. 2010 if your kid's going to go to Harvard. An Ivy League school. Right. Yeah. And so just like that, she's worked her way into Frazier's life. Then we go to a hot tub store. And I know you've got some hot tub stories for me. What do you got, Jordan? You ever owned a hot tub? Oh, yeah, baby. I, I definitely owned a hot tub. Uh, I mean, not me personally as an adult man, but okay. when I was a child, we had a hot tub. I used to swim in it in the summertime. That was the best. You just wouldn't turn it on. My dad, Jerry, rigged it up to where it, like, it broke. And so I don't know if this was very, I have no idea if this was safe or if he could have blown up our entire house in half the block, but... He used to start it by hand, and so he would be like, you know, like have to like turn the gas on and like use this like homemade shield Why thing that he gas? made. Well, because a hot tub heats up with a gas heater, okay, and right. so he had to he had to the, the pilot light wouldn't work, and so like if you did it the wrong way, it could cause a major gas leak, and like you know, it's, I guess that's true. Was Hank Hill? powering hot tubs with propane tanks yeah. like or is it always just a direct gas line well, that you have direct to put gas, into your it's house it's the bastard gas okay well natural okay. gas or butane okay gotcha i was like i've clearly never run one and you see these guys so fraser daphne and martin in the hot tub showroom yeah hell yeah so i didn't know how they were powering it in the showroom if they just had a bunch of direct lines or if they used tanks for uh, that but butane tanks or something natural gas tanks i'm sure are similar right yeah yeah cool. yeah for yeah. sure i mean normally i think with like at, at your house it's like hooked up to your gas right. line you know your exactly. main built in but i love the fact that the that the sh that the showroom floor guys that the salespeople just let people get in those hot tubs no problem it's got to smell like so much chlorine in that place. I right? love that smell. I know. I was going to say, I was like, I kind of love an indoor pool. My smell. favorite part of going to the state fair is the hot tub display. <laughs> Let people know this is the state fair of Texas. Yeah. Biggest state fair in the world. Biggest baby. state fair in the world. You can see hot tub salesmen. You can see guys selling terrible cowboy boots that have the worst designs on them of like, oh, I don't know, like jalapeno peppers oh, or something like that it's like, nobody wants a jalapeno pepper cowboy boot. that's the biggest seller what are you talking about <laughs> i know or like santa claus cowboy <laughs> boots we're like how you don't you're gonna wear those for like a day or like maybe a few days how long can you wear your santa claus cowboy oh, yeah. boots? If, if, if the listeners out there have never heard of or seen anything about the state fair of texas you gotta google it just google image that bad boy because there are some sweet deals up there but yeah they saw how they had hot tubs you know i saw one year a shower that would blow your mind sir it was it was the shower of the future had 
I don't even know how many jets all over the place. It rained from the ceiling. There was a flat screen television inside of it. There were places to sit. You could fill it up like a jacuzzi. It had a jacuzzi function. It was phenomenal. I would live in that motherfucker. It had lights. It has cool lights that you could like connect to your phone like the Christmas trees. It's amazing. That does sound amazing. (laughs) It's amazing. We also are burying the lead on the State Fair of Texas. We're the people who fry up all the craziest crap. Yeah. So... It's like fried beer inside of an Oreo. Fried or, butter. Yeah, just, like, 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 just the dumbest things. Like that's what we do here. And people just, And unfortunately they all taste incredible. I know. Like, <laughs> exactly. You could it's fry incredible. an old boot and it would taste oh, amazing. Oh god, I would eat it so much. Yeah. Um, I didn't do much of that this year when I went. Uh, I just got my staples. I did find a new I know oh, people fried just love staples are so good. <laughs> I know people just love this. I found a new place to get some gumbo. Woo! Fried Damn. gumbo? No, it's not gumbo fried. Balls? It's just like gumbo. They do have they like do have they have boudin balls. balls. Boudin oh, right. balls. They're amazing. I love it. Mm. Uh, so they're in the hot tub in the middle of the showroom. Uh, Fraser's got to ask his friends and family. I think that's how he's rationalizing it, just yeah. like he did with the restaurant. So we didn't see him at the restaurant. We do see him here. And yeah, Daphne says it's nice. And Martin reluctantly agrees that, yep, my hip feels a little bit better. And Fraser quickly says, uh, well, great. I can do the commercial and Freddie can go to Harvard. So, <laughs> like, was this one deal enough to put him through Harvard or is it just the, like, I know I'm going to go on with this forever? I don't know. I didn't know that this one was such a, like a, like a big dollar one. I thought it was the yeah, one at the end of the exactly. show. It's the nut one coming yeah. up here. Uh, so then we get to Fraser's apartment. You see 780 AM on your radio dial as the little inner title card there. So that's nice. Uh, and then we see the the gang. I will mention we have not seen Niles to this point. So the gang for us is just these three. I yeah. don't know what Hyde Pierce was doing this week. Uh, but Frazier, Daphne, and Marty listening to the hot tub ad. Seems excruciating for Martin <laughs> and Daphne. What a terrible way to spend your time. Like having to, yeah, having to just rehash it. It's like when I make my wife listen to this podcast. <laughs> it's, it's the exact same my thing. My wife will never listen to this podcast <laughs> ever. I can assure you, she does not yeah, want to hear me just, talk for another hour and a half. She's prepping food at the restaurant and she's just got her headphones in, just listening to this podcast. She will listen to anything else. When I'm on the radio live, occasionally she catches five minutes or like the last 10 minutes of the show. But yeah. no, I am not appointment radio listening. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think she'll be catching any of this. Huh. Uh, so she just li- she listens to other podcasts. She's she's made. I had to make her watch Frasier for a hundred years around this house, so she doesn't <laughs> want to hear me talk about it. It's on all the time, and now it's on again all the time. Like, like I've seen that many yeah, times. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Some people just don't have the same because I I can watch. There's certain things I just watch all over and over and over and over again. So personally, yeah, and this is one of them. But yep. she will watch the sideshow with me occasionally if she's oh, around when I've got the sideshow on. She'll be like, okay, yes, this is very dumb. I remember this. Yeah. Or, oh, yeah, I like this Seinfeld. I love it. It's a, it's a great walk down memory lane in my house. It really is. Uh, so, BB stops by to the house. First person I think I've seen apologize for stopping by unannounced. I guess everyone else so far has been announced or we haven't had visitors just show up. Right. But Mrs. Lawler, I don't remember. Maybe she apologized for showing up unannounced. But oh, I think wow. she just said, I'm here looking for Martin. What up? <laughs> like, okay. <laughs> like, hey. Um, but... Whatever. And Frazier didn't let Mrs. Lawler in, as I recall. No, now. he just had, he like shut the door in her face. Yeah, weird. 
Yeah. Interesting. I thought it was weird. He called her a bitch. That was weirdly weird. <laughs> no, he definitely did not. Um, so she sees uh, Daphne after she walks in, assumes Frazier's hooking up with her. She's oddly put off by this. Like, was she going to hook up with Frazier to close some deal? Seems like she wanted to. Seems like she was definitely sniffing around. She was very interested because she was quite, uh, there was some disconcerting look in her eyes when she <laughs> noticed there He's was another an woman there. Eligible bachelor. And she stopped by unannounced at nighttime to a dude that's single. Like, yeah, yeah he's allowed to have chicks there. What? You, or, I mean, Daphne is not a chick. He's her housekeeper. He's yes. his housekeeper, obviously. And, and dear friend. And physical therapist for Martin. But yeah, and dear friend at this <laughs> point. Uh, it's true. Um, but, you know, I don't know why she's put off necessarily. Like, if that was a real date. If I was Frazier, I'd be like, well, you can go to hell, BB. That's what? my date over there. Well, like, what kind yeah. of accent does BB have? Is it like a, is that like a, like a Finger Lakes thing or something? Oh, like man. what's going on with it? She talks like she's in the 1930s, like <laughs> reporting like a news reporter or That's something. You know? like, like, I don't know what kind of accent she, it does feel very old movie. So yeah, I think you nailed it. I don't know where it's rooted in like regionally. Um, yeah, I would so I, I would know. say northeast of the United States. It's like you know New Hampshire. She's a Connecticut gal or something. So she comes over to tell Fraser about this deal in person, and this is the nut deal. She says it's pay or play. Daphne knows all about this because she quickly reveals she's going to do this a lot. I think <laughs> that like she just throws in some weird fact about herself. <laughs> so she was on a teen drama called Mind Your Knickers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> And I said it. It sounds like it was like Degrassi or something like that. Like high spirited, ethnically diverse twelve year olds in a private boarding school. So it's like Dead Poets Society, but for twelve year olds and girls, or like Degrassi right. or something like I don't know. Um, huh. But she played Emma, so all nice notes to have. Uh, and she just she will just drop this info and then just leave. And that's <laughs> kind of what leave, Fraser says. And leave you confused. Yes. Yeah, it says she's like an artichoke or something like that. <laughs> Oh, you just keep peeling away one out, one astounding leaf after another. <laughs> so then BB unveils the advertiser. It's Emery's nuts. Mm. What's your favorite nut? What's the best nut? Oh man, <clears throat> I'm a big nut lover. So let's see. You got peanut, of course. You got uh, cashew nut, all natural cashew nut. Uh, you got. I like a walnut uh, sometimes, especially in a brownie. My favorite nut probably has to be a pistachio. Or cashew. I like the expensive nuts. I like an expensive nut. Hey, is it because they're so expensive that they do not use uh, like cashews in, say, like a power bar, as you would call them? Sure, power bars. Yeah, I think they don't use them a lot in mixed nuts, do they? Or are they always? Oh, they're in the always in a mixed. Okay, nut. gotcha. There's just not very many of them. What about the Brazilian nut? I don't, like a, I don't no like one a does. Brazil nut. That's what I was gonna say. I think no one does. It's like a macadamia that's gone bad or something. Uh, <laughs> breaking macadamia bad yeah <laughs> i like yeah that. i like that let's do that <laughs> let's draw that up immediately <laughs> what kind of a series about nuts can we have going off the rails yeah and starting a drug business uh so bb lets him know that hey emery's nuts uh this is a big deal this is tv and fraser's pretty put off by the product but once he finds out, because he lists a bunch of reasons, like he doesn't like their 
they're sixty percent fat. It doesn't mix well with his system or yeah, something it like that. Agitates his diverticulitis. Like, I was like, <laughs> I'm not writing that word down. That's that's a good reason. Honestly, yeah, I, like, uh, I don't even know what that is. What's diverticulitis? Is it a diving disease? What's diverticulitis? That's colon disease. Baby. Okay, I'm not going to ask you things while you're eating on mic again. <laughs> colon disease. You should have just said that. The layman like myself quit eating on mic. I can hear it even worse over that. That's a shame. <laughs> That's a shame. Uh, so you don't just I, just. I brought a snack today. I brought the, dried sausage in my pocket. It was. Oh God. It was that. <laughs> Good Lord. Um, <laughs> so there was a uh, five figure deal for this one that BB calls the big kahuna. So five figures. It's got to be a minimum of 10 is what you'd think here. So I mean, 10 grand is technically five figures. But oh, yeah. I'd imagine TV. It's probably above that. It's probably in the 1520. And although Frazier rejected initially, once he hears that it's TV, chewy sausage over there. Mm. Uh, <laughs> just I'm just shocked. <laughs> we go to break in three minutes. I'm just kidding. We don't go to break here. It's just a marathon. Uh, but once he hears it's TV, he puts up pretty much no fight at all. Because uh, she's like, it's TV, and you could go national if you go on TV. Yeah, so, and the look on in his eyes, he's like, oh, like this is what I've wanted, I guess. Uh, and that's what's tricky. You wouldn't think that Frazier would want to be like super famous. I think he's just he's getting more <laughs> encompassed in like being recognized and he's realizing he likes it. And Right. It's a he's almost just under BB's spell almost. Mm-hmm. We're like, I don't think these are normally his intentions or his motivation, but we'll kind of find out here when he talks to Niles that maybe these have always been his intentions to a certain degree. I don't know, uh, but I agree with you. I never saw him as like a fame chaser at this point up in the seer or up uh, it, to this point in the series so everybody far. chases that fame now i don't i avoid i don't it. personally i myself but yeah the- don't ever follow us or listen to this podcast even though i <laughs> even though i ask you to you can just download it and never listen yeah. i mean follow if you want but like i don't care you know uh, so I don't expect that anybody actually listens to this. Oh, of course not. Talking about we got millions, buddy. Have you seen our UK numbers? They are through the roof. <laughs> UK and Canada is popping right now. They are popping. And I guess on the note of nuts, I do need to read this stuff. Um, since we're talking food right now, we did get somebody reach out last week, and I'm just going to read it here verbatim. Uh, so it says, "Hey, Stephen Jordan. This is from uh, Renata Z-, Z is what we'll call her here. So Ren, I think, is what she goes by. I apologize. Um, so, hey, Stephen Jordan, uh, answering your question about Frito Lay's in the UK. Oh, good. We didn't know if they had Fritos and Lay's. Uh, so she let us know they do not have Fritos per se, and their Lay's are called Walkers. Okay. So the UK Frito are called Knickknacks. Ooh." And her particular favorite is the pickled onion. Oh, yeah. And that sounds delicious to me. And so I'm going to read this here. Uh, It was a huge experience for her Cornish husband when I took him to the States for the first time, and he experienced Funyuns, Fritos, and Twinkies, all personal favorites of mine. I have no idea what Cornish means. I'm very uneducated. <laughs> I know that Cornish hens are a thing. I Is would it, imagine it's something fancy or maybe, something English. You know, it, it just occurred to me, maybe it's Cornwall. 
Okay, that's was a place. The, in that's England. a general. I remember the general. Was that a guy? Isn't there a place in? There's a place in. We obviously we have no no grip on uh, geography of Europe and England and Great Britain and, and I all know that. TV. I, yeah. I watched Frasier. I just think of the Game of Thrones map personally, and I'm like, okay. no, that's that's not real, Jordan. That's not the real. That's not real world. They have capitals here, and then we have to take a whole year Dude, on Texas history. I they don't that. teach us the other stuff. <laughs> you know, it's bullshit like, that I that I can still name every single state in alphabetical order because of that crap right that's what they teach us here is alphabetical order states and they're like this is what you learn it doesn't matter cornwall and cornish you never need to know and like well now i'm here 37 year old man getting sent messages about cornish people and And i'm like i I had the hen once yeah all i know cornish game hen i know that uh so that was from ren and uh ben bird and uh then yes she listens with her friend named heidi and she sent me a pic of the knickknacks here. So I think there's a scampi and lime, a Ooh. rib and saucy. And these do look uh, delicious. And I believe it's N-I-K-N-A-K-S is the spelling knick-knacks. on knickknacks. If you're trying to look up how to smuggle in some illegal knickknacks over to the States, I know that's what I'm going to be doing. Those sound incredible. Most of my like culture uh, awareness of of the UK comes from Carl Pilkington. So okay, uh, right. Like ninety percent of the stuff that I understand, especially with you know snack related, is Carl Pilkington related. He liked uh, Monster Munch. They do the munch. Yeah, they do the munch. I think that's what they were. Monster Munch. That was like his favorite. It was a graveyard crunch. Yeah, I wish we could get some. I, we need to get some imported or find a place that sells imported snacks because that all of those flavors sound incredible. You have to go to like a airport or something. Or yeah, duty free. I was going to say, is it duty free only? Duty free only. Um, but yeah, she says she listens with her friend who lives six hours away. Doesn't really matter to podcast listeners. I just read that because, like we exhibited earlier, I will read anything that's in front of me, <laughs> and not, I'm do I do my best. I'm like, just you put it there, I'll read it. Um, so, uh, her name is Heidi. So yes, Ren, Heidi and Ben. Thank you. And one other thing we'll read here. Cause we did get some corrections. I think on, uh, Jordan really screwing up this, uh, this cheers storyline no, from last time. Uh, let me go see if I can find that one here. Oh goodness. Yes. So I believe last episode, we were talking about how Frazier's uh, marriage ended or something like that. Yeah, I prefaced all of that with, I don't, I, I might be wrong. So here, <laughs> tell me how I'm wrong. <laughs> and then I, pre- yeah, exactly. My so wife we, told me I was wrong the second I got home. We do appreciate that. This is from a gentleman named CJ on Instagram as well. Like I said, follow us on Instagram or don't. I don't care, but really please do. It makes me feel good inside and I need validation. <laughs> um, so I think Frazier was already divorced when he met Diane since his first marriage was very short, and I think during his college time. Also, Diane and Frazier were fairly the same age. Diane might be maximum five years younger than Frazier. Uh, also, to save his reputation, Frazier was freelancing at Golden Brook, which was the rehab facility, right. but Diane was not his patient. So unlike you... Just throwing dirt all over <laughs> Frazier and saying he was like hooking up with mental patients and stuff. And we, well, I falsely reported that here last week. Uh, I don't think that was the case. It sounds like <laughs> my so. apologies. I did forget that Frazier was married prior to 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 Lilith as well because 
Uh, I did not know. <laughs> they, they did a they do a they do a flashback to it, and she was like a hippie, like super hippie lady. Because they have like all of the women. There's an episode. Obviously, we haven't seen it yet, but they they do all the women. Uh, you know, a figment of his imagination of all the women that he's ever dated and his ex wives and stuff. Ah, uh, so, yes, yes. So we get to the TV studio. Fraser's in makeup. Uh, he gets his sides for the shoot, so he's got his lines there. Starts reading about how he knows a nut when he sees one, and he. <laughs> It's a good line. He, <laughs> does, good line. he doesn't like it, but it's a good line. Um, <laughs> it does kind of demean his professional role, it does. I guess. Uh, when he brings up an objection, BB just starts screaming out words like tuition, <laughs> retirement, beach house. Beach house, yeah. Like, okay. So this is the greed <laughs> element. We're like, all right, if you're talking beach houses now, like... Well, BB wants her cut. <laughs> yeah, and you're like, all right, well, that's a different level than like, hey, I'm trying to put my kid through a good school or something like that. <laughs> And like, it seems like he's already pretty well to do. So whatever. Uh, so she spins it as she, he would be doing psychiatry a service by doing this commercial. It, it, it could be a huge campaign. You're doing, doing psychiatry a service. <laughs> and then he reads the script direction quickly that says, Frazier comes out of his shell. Yeah. It's just incredible. And you see the prop start emerging like a, this a ominous big shell. Ass peanut shell. You know, just looks like a big old nutter butter. And, oh God, <laughs> I love nutter butters so good. God, yeah. I can't talk for ten minutes about nutter butters. That's um, another. That's another power bar that you love. Oh, I love it so much. <laughs> that is a legitimate power bar. If it's got peanuts in it, it's a power bar. We, <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Uh, so. BB spins him around so he doesn't see that and kind of tells him it's just a. You know, I think she says it's like, a lighting no. thing. Yeah, exactly. It's a lighting thing. There you go. I was like, she doesn't tell him it's stage direction. She tells him it's like, yeah, some light. Fraser gullibly bought that too. He's like, oh, there's so much I need to learn about this business. Yeah, <laughs> like, okay. So he really trusts BB to this point. It seems like, like, okay, she's a grifter, man. She's doing a good job. Oh, so then we get to Nervosa. We finally see Niles. So he did not get a lot of work this week. They were like, you don't need to come over. You'll have one scene at Nervosa. Nervosa, and that's pretty much it. You'll huh. be the voice of reason. It's the first medical professional we've seen. See, him I'm like you. I'm. All, I always to. wonder, like, what is what else is that actor doing that week that does not enable them to be on set? You know, like what? Yeah. What role did you have? Or like, my mind always goes to like, what else were they working in? And I'll frequently Google that and be like, oh, it was, you know, the the that summer camp movie that he did <laughs> or whatever it was, you know. Uh, so who knows? I don't know. Maybe he just went. Maybe he went to Trinidad and Tobago to or something. Yeah, he just went on vacation. Yeah. I'm sure. I don't know. Or maybe he went to summer camp. <laughs> uh, so uh, Fraser's still wearing his uh, like his collar coverings from makeup, which Niles is not happy about. Kind of calls it on, calls him on it for like, are you just keeping that on so people will ask you if you're an actor and you can gloat about it. And Frazier's like, why do you have shrink on your license, on your plate? license plate? Why'd you get a vanity plate with shrink on it? What would you get a vanity plate of? Oh, uh, Mr. Bean. Oh, I love that. Yeah, that would fit. Yeah. What, what about you? Oh, uh, Mr. Clean. <laughs> Mr. Clean. Maybe. Yeah, you've got that nice, bald, clean look. Yeah. Uh-huh. So <laughs> Frazier finally expresses his concern to a medical professional like, I don't want to sell out. Basically, I feel like I'm compromising my integrity here. My my it's going against my ethics here to endorse something like this because it was one thing when I was a restaurant, but a nut and I'm you know like I feel like I'm, and I'm crossing making a line. fun of patients kind of and like yeah like making fun of psychiatry. 
Yeah. Yeah. And so Niles <clears throat> compares him to, I believe, Sharon Stone from Basic Instinct here, I'm pretty sure, <laughs> is what he compares him to. He's like, dude, you're just like that movie star who let everyone look up her skirt and then complained about not being taken seriously as an actress. And essentially saying, like, you're already kind of through it here. Like, you, as soon as you went, and not essentially, he tells him, as soon as you went into radio, like, dude, your medical integrity kind of went out the window. Yeah. Like, you weren't in this for medicine as much as you can try to tell yourself that. You are in it to become a brand or to work in this business, which is unfortunately rooted in advertising. Well, and it's that's a good point because what he does as far as psychiatry is uh, concerned is kind of gimmicky. Yes. Very gimmicky. And it's not a public service. It's not like a public health service that's being paid for by (laughs) an entity. It is an advertising-driven medium that somebody is advertising against his time slot and paying for ads on it. So, like, (laughs) Frazier, like... You're you're, already in that business. You're already in the world, man. Like, so... (laughs) Maybe that's all he needed was Niles to remind him that... If you're trying to pull back, okay, but you're already through it a little bit here. Right. So then we get to Frazier's apartment. He's watching the commercial. <laughs> Martin walks in, they, and you don't see the commercial yet. The audience does not know what's there. Martin says, hey, Frederick will thank you for this someday. Yeah, so, for the decision that you made on yeah. this. You know, So implied that Frazier took a big old heap of cash here, and he did this campaign. Uh, but... Unfortunately, that's not what we see, or maybe fortunately for our character development here and Fraser's integrity. Um, but it is Dr. Joyce Brothers inside <laughs> that giant nut. And I know who she is, but I'm certainly not like a Dr. Joyce Brothers like head. I don't know everything about her. Didn't she have just like a newspaper column or something? Or was that like asked somebody else? Or? I mean, there was Dear Abby and yeah. Ann Landers. Ann um, Landers, I guess, is probably who I'm thinking of. Now, when I quickly looked up Joyce Brothers, she was on like game shows in the 1960s and stuff like that, where she was like a panel expert and stuff. So I think she had been in the consciousness and on TV for a long period of time. Probably a better fit. Correct. She's more recognizable as a face because anybody outside of Seattle is going to be like, who's this guy? Yeah. To me, growing up in the 90s, I I heard the name, but I certainly never listened or saw her featured prominently on projects that I was watching. Oh, yeah. I was definitely familiar with with, uh, her brand. Right. Uh, So then we get to the credits. Um, Oh, sorry. uh, They exit. Martin says he remembers her from Hollywood Squares. They kind of have a friendly discussion about that. That's kind of fun. So another shared little father-son moment there where it's like, all right, man, you made your decision, but you know, that lady's been around a long time. I remember him from third remember for 30 years or whatever. You think Marty gave a shit either way, whether or not he was going to do that commercial or like, was he like kind of proud of him because of the comment that he made? Like, Fred, he'll thank you for this decision. No, I think he's probably just confirming whatever Frazier wanted to hear. I Marty think, just wanted to go have a beer. He's like, great. Yeah. All right. I think Marty's really pretty passive on it. I think that's kind of how he parents is letting Frazier make his own decision. And then if you don't like the outcome, then it's on you, man. I'm, I'm sorry. Guessing, I'm guessing that that came on pretty early because when Frazier was a child, he was like, you know, okay, like journaling yeah. and doing all the things in an eight year old, you know, boy, wouldn't do yeah uh so we see in the credit scene marty and daphne at the hot tub showroom <laughs> just chilling and so you don't know that this is a callback to the previous earlier scene or maybe it isn't maybe they went back to the showroom for some reason but uh, 
you see Frazier pop his head out of the water. <laughs> so earlier in the episode, a fellow psychologist or something walked in or like a head of a psychiatric yeah. board or something like that. Yeah, I don't think in. they went back. I think that it was a, a callback yeah, to that. Just a callback it's, to that. It's, so it's, like, showing, okay. it's, show, it's good. It's showing you what you wanted to see. You wanted to see Frazier come up. Yeah, know? right. So I don't know if they planned this as the credit <laughs> scene originally or if they were like, just film it and then they cut it and they're like, just use it as the credit yeah, scene. Yeah, that's a good point. I bet they do that a lot, to be honest with you. Yeah, they're like, just film some extra stuff and then we'll find a spot in the episode that's silent or that we can pull the sound of right. and it still works. It's Maybe just something act, physical. Yeah, yeah, physical and action. And yeah. So uh, mm-hmm. good little callback there. I liked it. So now to our sideshow. Hmm. One that I remember fondly as a child, as I mentioned at the top, I have not revisited this in a long time. This is Family Matters, Dr. Urkel and Mr. Cool, Friday, TGIF, November 12th, 1993, ABC Network. Let's get right into it. We start at the Mighty Weenie Restaurant. Hell yeah, we do. Holy God. Man, so many memories of this show came flooding back when I started watching this episode. Like, I I watched a crap ton of this show when I was younger. Yes. I I was like, man, I forget how much Urkel I used to love. Oh, dude, Urkel is so funny. What's his name? Jaleel White. Jaleel White. He's so funny. He's such good, like, such good solid physical comedy oh i wrote that note about a bajillion times in this episode i'm like he was just too good at being urkel like it was that's why i got tight cast probably i know and you're like you feel like the whole show shifted to the urkel show at a certain point like i don't think it was so urkel centric in the beginning he (laughs) was just kind of a side character but then it's like no people loved Urkel. yeah people love urkel it is the urkel show it was a phenomenon i mean if you remember back in the day he was he talk about selling out that character was on all sorts of stuff like yeah. you know on Wheaties boxes and like just you know every there's shirts yeah. and it was a movement the Urkel movement he was a, a family hit yeah. you know it's the thing ABC was a family network so you can't put Frazier on a Wheaties box right. but you know I mean Urkel Urkel like said, slamming a basketball anywhere, <laughs> yeah dude. Like, absolutely so we quickly get a shot of Waldo Geraldo Faldo <laughs> as the line cook him. He doesn't have much to do in this episode. I don't know the actor's name. I didn't look it up, but he's an incredible character. Give this one a watch. Like I said, this is season five, episode uh, eight. I'm pretty sure if you're looking for it. I feel like that character came about because they were like, okay, this nerd Urkel comedy thing is working. We need something else to add to that. So they brought on Waldo Geraldo Faldo, who is also pretty nerdy and yes. very He's a dingbat. He's, yeah. He's not a smart guy. Yeah. They certainly, ball. yeah, just use him as kind of a, a dull character who says stuff and just shows up randomly <laughs> and can get a laugh, yeah. basically. But yeah, he said he's not cool or like no. suave by any means, and we'll see that in this episode. <laughs> so Laura and Maxine are hanging out in the cafe, and Laura Winslow is the daughter of the Winslow family here, and uh, she's in the cafe. They get hit on by a dude almost immediately. They're in cheerleading outfits and short skirts. Seems very inappropriate to me when I saw it. Yeah, the dude just walks in. I forget exactly what he said, but it was pretty inappropriate. It was super inappropriate. It was like, yeah, it was like, like hey, little mama, you want to roll or something? Yeah, I, was I was like, like okay. Jesus, man. I was like, all right, man. That guy's just going for it first thing. She's like 16, bro. That too, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that guy definitely did look much older than 
<laughs> to be hitting on high school girls. <laughs> that guy was like a linebacker. Yes. Uh, but Eddie's working there, I think. Was Eddie working at some point? I know Geraldo Faldo was the line cook. Maybe Eddie was just Urkel, hanging out. Urkel too. was working. Urkel's there. the waiter. Yeah. That's what I'm getting to. So Urkel's definitely. Oh, the no, waiter. Eddie was working there. He's like the manager. <laughs> the thing I was like, I feel like Eddie was managing. He the definitely place had like a managerial. Yeah, I was like, everybody's in this scene <laughs> randomly. I'm like, okay. <laughs> like, what a weird way to get them all together. They're like, open a cafe, a hot dog shop called Mighty Weenie. Yeah. Like, okay. Kids will love it. Like, it's whatever. pretty standard in the '90s, though. You got Roseanne. They do it in Roseanne. They do it, yeah. of course, in Saved by the Bell. Yeah, you know they do. They do it. It's always that restaurant element. Every show pretty much has that kind of thing. They really did back then. It's a good hangout, your friend's cafe. So Urkel is a waiter. He confronts the dude and says, "Don't mess with Laura again." And then they go to this like super slow mo <laughs> shot of milkshakes <laughs> flying. Oh, did that guy Laura. push Urkel? That's what you would assume. That's is, mean. But, but he's also very clumsy. So I don't That's know. That's true. I don't know if he like got tripped or the dude nudged him or anything. I don't know. Uh, so Urkel just wrecks Laura's cheerleading outfit. She's all covered in ice cream. She runs. Oh out wait, of we're gonna skip over how ginormous the, the milkshakes, the milkshakes were? were. Big milkshakes. I mean, those were thirty-five. Eight, you know, sixty-four ounces or something. That's like a that. lot of money in ice cream. Yeah. You're right. <laughs> they took a big loss. There was on like that. ten of them on that tray, so that's that was probably no less than like three gallons of ice cream. Yeah, and if Eddie's managing that place, you gotta get Urkel off the freaking. <laughs> I mean, he cannot be on the floor waiting tables. No. You just cannot, buddy. No. Get him out of there. So anyway, we're led to believe that Laura rushes out and runs all the way home. Yep. Because now we're at the Winslow home in their kitchen. Well, Steve, Steve, uh, he chased her. Like, yes, supposedly, the, I that's guess. What we, exactly. That's what we're led to believe here is that Urkel is steps behind. So he chased her either by vehicle or on foot the entire <laughs> way home. Uh, you're like, that's pretty creepy. It's Urkel. got a wiener cap on. Yeah. yeah. Like, All right. Uh, and he's overly apologetic. He's very apologetic about the milkshake spill. She's covered in ice cream. She asks, why did you take a job as a waiter? He says he was having delusions of adequacy, which is a pretty good name of a like dumb book or something yeah. like that. Delusions of adequacy. Yes, that's pretty good. I like that. I was <laughs> like, that's a pretty good joke. I'll take it. Um, then Lord chews his ass out for being clumsy. Like she, she does. rips him apart. She's had it with him uh, at this point. It was a breaking point for her, I think. Yeah, and so we're only watching the one episode, but yeah, to me, I was like, damn, does Laura always talk to Steve Urkel like this? That's one thing that I do remember is that she was pretty mean to him a lot of the time. Goodness, because uh, yeah, she's like, clumsiness is only part of the problem. You're annoying and socially inept, and this was not in a joking manner. No. Like, this was a stern manner. We were like, good God. Take but, it easy on but, the guy. To be fair, maybe he has been creeping her out. He did just chase her home. So to be fair, maybe she's well within her right. She's covered in ice cream and the dude did just chase her home somehow. <laughs> so um, the big thing she asked, though, is why are you the way you are? To which he has to explain it's genetics. It's my genetic code, essentially. <laughs> yeah. Other than genetics, he does reveal that his dad had a road flare go off in his pocket <laughs> the day before he was conceived, which I was like, what an incredible dumb joke to throw in an ABC show. It was like, 
because I know I did not pick up on that when I was a no. kid where it's like, oh, yeah, my dad had a road flare go <laughs> off in his pocket the day before I was received or conceived. Sorry. I think that's a good line. Oh, my gosh. They had to sneak it in there. Some writer was like, yeah, that's funny. I know. Like, it's a funny visual and you're like, what a dumb thing to put in there. Like, what's even funnier is that his parents told him that. Yeah, I like who remembered that. Like, I mean, I guess they did. They're like, I blame it on that. Yeah, yeah, it came up like, why are you the way that you are, Steve? He's heard that question his whole life. Uh, but <laughs> Steve, very, you know, confidently says he's comfortable with himself. Yeah, and uh, which I love. That's a great message, honestly. Yes. Like to the children that were watching that, you know, it's like be who you are, who cares? Like that's what's so shocking about the rest of this episode. It's true. <laughs> Good gosh. Um. So Laura tells him. It would be nice if you try to change and preferably soon if you don't mind. <laughs> and she's very stern. Then we get to the Winslow living room. This is an incredible base transition. I don't know if you got the same one I did. It's like boom, 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 Like it wasn't a Seinfeld one. It was way smoother on this one. And Carl dancing his ass off into the room here. He's got a spin and a twirl. Looks like he's on ecstasy. <laughs> he come. Harriet walks down the stairs. Said she's going shopping. Like, women be shopping in the nineties. I guess that was pretty much the core of this joke. Women do like, be shopping in the nineties. He's like, well, I'm going shopping and I'm going to spend your money. I'm like, Harriet works to a degree or something like that. I don't know. Um, I can't remember. Uh, side note, I did spend a little time with Harriet Winslow one time. I think you know this story. Oh, yeah. I totally forgot about that. Yeah. I I'll get into it quickly. Quick one-minute story. Yeah, randomly, I was working as a PA or a production assistant on a TV show called Hottest Moms in America like 20 years ago. <laughs> uh, I think it was produced by Fox. I don't know that it ever made it to air. I don't think it did. Uh, <laughs> but my boss was Mario Lopez's like, nephew or cousin or something like that oh yeah anyway that guy was like hey you got to go pick up the talent from the airport it's joe marie payton and i was like okay yeah sure man cool and i did not register the name and then i'm there with the little joe marie payton sign and she walks up and i'm like oh that's harriet winslow (laughs) (laughs) okay and like so she rides with me in my car and we get stuck in traffic so we hung out and talked about the show for an hour i barely remember what we talked about other than you know she was ticked off that the show more went not ticked off i shouldn't say that she remembers a lot of the characters not being thrilled with the direction the show went in at a certain point but she loved every single person she didn't have anything bad to say about anyone she was just like yeah i didn't get as much to do in some of the later seasons for sure but You know, it's the way it is. That's what, you know, what viewers wanted or something like that. So don't remember much more about it than that. The real question is who emerged victorious in the hottest moms of America? Couldn't tell you, you but know? Joe Marie Payton loved me because I think she hated everyone else on that set. It was a terrible set. She's like, where's Steve? I need Steve. You know, I would just like, walk across with cables randomly and she'd be like, Steve, hello. I love you, Steve. <laughs> I'd be like, how's it going? How's it going, Joe Marie? What's she up? seems like the kind of uh, the, the kind of sweet old lady that would call you baby. Maybe I don't remember, you know, um, like the one, the women that like just immediately treat you like you're like you're their son. Okay, baby. Come on. She in. did treat me very well, very quickly. Um, I so love that. after she says she's going shopping, uh, Carl just laughs it off. He's like, I'll go with you. He's in such a good mood that he laughs off an audit 
from the IRS. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm being audited. No big deal. No big deal. And why is he so happy? Because he hasn't seen Steve Urkel for a whole week. So you're led to believe that one week Urkel-less and... And you're in the best of spirits. He looks like he's on ecstasy, is all <laughs> I can say. He, he even says he is footloose and Urkel-free. He was dancing. Uh, he was cutting, the, cutting a rug. He had some moves, too. Yeah. So you know what happens after you say you're footloose and Urkel-free. Urkel pops up. Enter Urkel. Mm-hmm. Here he comes. And Carl immediately flips back to normal. And then he exits. So scene cut. We're back in the Winslow living room. And it's just Urkel and Laura. And uh, he's talking about how he's been gone for a week, redoing his genetic code. Yep. Only took a week. (laughs) (sighs) He says he didn't use a restroom for a week. That makes no sense. I was like, why would he? Again, like that joke fell real flat to me where I was like, okay. I guess the implication is that he just worked straight. He worked straight. Didn't sleep. He didn't say he didn't sleep. He said, I didn't use the restroom for a week. We were like, okay, Okay. (laughs) that's fine. Interesting. Um, But yeah, he's walking around. Like a mad scientist with this test tube. It's got like blue liquid and it's, yeah, it's, it's got smoke coming out of it. So. <laughs> exactly. The smoke is the cool effect. Yeah. You can tell. You're like, all right, the smoke is what's cool. I was really think like, I was really thinking about that more than anything during that scene because I was like, okay, so they, they dyed some water blue and then they, <laughs> they popped in some dry ice into that bad boy. It's all they did. Um, so yeah, he found the cool gene. Urkel, like the Jurassic Park cats. Just cracked the genetic code in early week, in yeah. the 90s. Yeah, Amazing. they're all good. Says he he found the cool gene and gave himself 100 zillion, maybe gazillion, but I'm pretty sure it's like 100 gazillion or something zillion cool genes. Yeah. And says he might even sprout a chest hair or two. <laughs> good for Urkel, man. Uh, then he chugs it, says it tastes like Snapple. I'm sure Snapple paid for that. Oh, yeah. Uh, and then... And then this is where the physical comedy you just he knocks it out of the park. They're like, just turn into another version of yourself and they're like, just go, man. Just go. Just wildly flailing about and yeah, and he's he's doing the he's doing the whole like yeah. like sound. And, and that's you know, that's all him on the stage. They're like, it's just you here, man. Laura's just standing there looking at you, so make it sell it, buddy. Like and, do, yeah, and do he do did s- it. You know? And they extended that scene for quite some time. Yeah. You know, like that's one thing that I noticed is that there were a lot of like lengthy shots in this in this one uh that I didn't remember from before. So there were some that were a little too lengthy and they got a little bit uh you know hard to digest. Yes, that's true. There was not a ton of scenes. They didn't move super fast. Right. Uh, so it was a lot of acting for sure. It's probably more just how we're conditioned now. Probably media. true. Yeah, our attention spans are small. Yeah. Uh, sorry, that's just everyone's problem, unfortunately. <laughs> like I said, I wish we could all go back. I'm sorry, I don't think we can. Uh, so he goes behind the couch, pulls off his suspenders, loses the Urkel voice. The audience, you can tell, is in absolute shock. I don't know if this was a first take or if they didn't know what to do, but the audience was in shock when they kind of oh, saw how this was rolling out. Absolutely, they were. Yeah. And so he is no longer Steve Urkel. God, I'm going to blow it already. He's no longer Steve Urkel. He is Stefan Urkel. Stefan Urkel, baby. He, yeah. And one audience member in particular that I that I noted uh, went absolutely berserk. Just went bonkers. <laughs> Just bonkers for Stefan Urkel. He popped up and said some smooth line like, 
like the uh, I, I see you looking over there, baby girl, or like was, I can't remember what it was. It was much smoother than that. <laughs> but oh, that was it. I'm that sure was, that was the oh, line. It has to be. <laughs> so we get some '90s guitar to get out of this scene. It's yep. like, and <laughs> audience is going wild. So, oh, I forgot to mention, Carl agreed to letting the kids have a party. Yeah. Laura did come down when Carl was all happy and said, hey, can I have a party with Eddie? They, Carl says, sure. So they get to have the party. I think he said, get your freak on. Yeah, gosh. <laughs> it was he like, probably get your did. freak on or something. So the party is now a Stefan reveal party, yeah. apparently. Or maybe not a reveal, but like, I guess word has gotten out that Stefan or Kel is a thing. <laughs> And so everybody's hanging around and they hear a knock at the door and they open it up. Everyone's waiting and it's Waldo Geraldo Faldo. So you're like, <laughs> you just make him the butt of the joke there. All right, that's fine. <laughs> but then finally, Stefan shows up. Women are fainting. Oh, yeah. Just fawning over the fact that this guy is just so fly uh, in the 90s. He had a white suit on. Oh, man. The baggy pants on that white suit. Incredible. incredible. Yeah, I said, what fashion? I, I was jealous. That says, like, I've never looked that good in a suit in my life, I assure you. I know he's supposed to be cool, but boy, was his ego bloated about it. Yeah, that's pretty much the core <laughs> of where it goes from here. Also, he starts hitting on Harriet as soon as he she enters. Yeah, I think he added one too many trillion of those cool jeans. He says there's some serious honeys in there and that this <clears> party <throat> is the bomb, which for 93 was probably pretty cutting edge. That's cool. But, go, yeah, yeah, I was like, all right, you're, all right. You're a cool dude. I imagine that's how Will Smith talked. If I go say that now, people will look at me like I'm crazy. Like, hey, man, this party has some serious honeys in it. It's the bomb. <laughs> like you need to leave, sir. <laughs> like, all right. I find myself get out of here. stuck in ruts of saying certain phrases and people are like, "What the fuck did you just say?" Like it makes sense to me, okay? It's fine. <laughs> it's fine if it makes sense to me. What was that about a mug and a bag of chips? <laughs> <laughs> you say that one all the time. It's just like a mug and a bag of chips. <laughs> like I don't know what that is that something your parents taught you? I don't know. Uh so he, he's smooth-talking Carl, calls him BG, yep. short for the big guy. Ask him if he's losing weight. So he's just mowing people down. He's like, I'm going to work everyone in this room in two seconds. I'm just going to flatter the hell out of them. Then he has a uh, dance number with Laura for a little bit there. Um, That's the scene that went too long. Yeah, they start making out uh, while a crowd of people at the party watch and also the studio audience cheering wildly. So my wife said that he did drop a smooth line when he first saw Lori, like walked around her and was like, "Mm, mm, hey, baby girl. And then he was like, you're you're uh, something like you look so good. You're worth another trip. And then like walked around her again. And she was all like, (gasps) I pulled that when I was single. Some of them would call the cops on me. I'm sure like. (laughs) You don't get to walk around me and peer at me for no reason. Yeah, you'd, and I'd be like, you'd be, you're right. You'd that be was, getting beat with a handbag, that's for sure. Yeah, I mean, the walk around was creepy, but I guess if you've known him and you know he's a cool guy, then it's fine. He's smooth. He's got, he's he's got a lot smooth. of game. He, he does have game. Uh, so the making out, I think that was just 90s TV for a while, the like make out session. That was the first time uh, on camera that they had kissed. So, like, even though it was Stefan and oh, Kel, not right, Steve right, right. Urkel, that's why that that same audience member just lost her fucking mind when that happened. There was one diehard fan in that audience that just 
flipped out. <laughs> like, it must have been a huge deal because as an eight year old, I know it was a big deal. Where I'm like, who the hell is Stefan? This is incredible. <laughs> um, and then I mean, I did not the fans in the studio audience. I'm sure you're right. Just had to be flipping out. Just, this yeah. is, if they've been watching since episode one, day one, this was huge. So then hard cut. We are in the Winslow home. It is somber as hell now. Carl walks in, says a fellow officer got shot today. Oh, yeah. It's almost dead. It's during a routine traffic stop. One inch to the left, this guy's dead. Goner. Yeah. Harriet asks if he's going to be okay. Stefan walks in, pestering Laura about his weight. Um, so, hey, am I 132 or 131? I think is what he was saying there. <laughs> and Laura's like, well, I prefer you at 132. He's like, well, that makes me feel super bloated. I'd prefer to be 131 or something. And you're like, oh, okay. so his ego's getting out of control. Yeah. So they're setting up pretty quick. Then. Yeah. Carl's got a rough situation. Harriet's concerned about Carl. Stefan and Laura walk in. Stefan is already in like vain mode about right. himself. So then Carl kind of lets her, lets Stefan and Laura know what's happening. Says he's going to head over to the hospital. Um, Stefan moves right to trying to just make out yep. with Laura. Like, hey, you know, that's one way to, I guess, approach grief in general. <laughs> um, but that doesn't seem to be what he was doing here. Uh, so Laura pretty ticked that Stefan doesn't care about her dad. Uh, and then he says he cheers himself up by thinking about all the clothes that he owns. So he went on a shopping spree Definitely. in the last week. We're like, all right. I mean, I knew he had the new suit. How many clothes has he bought in one week? I always wondered when I watched this show if Steve lived alone. No, like, he has parents. He has parents. Yeah, okay. you just don't see him ever, but he has parents next door. Because Carl a, asks about his parents he's, sometimes. He's got like, a whole science lab. Yeah. It, he. I know they're at the Urkel house occasionally, but yeah, I think it's always down in the lab. I don't think you ever see like upstairs no. Urkel house. You just see his lab with his time machine or whatever he's got down there, his clone machine. Yeah. So eventually this gets to Laura being pretty pissed off where she's like, hey, uh, it doesn't seem like you care about anybody but yourself and your clothes and making out with me and your weight uh, when my dad and my family is clearly going through some crap. So I would like the old Urkel back. I miss the original Steve. Which had to be tough on Laura because Steve's a popular guy. So she pretty much chose, I just want my next door neighbor to care about my dad's life because he's my neighbor more so than I want this guy to be a popular guy. Right. And so that that's good for her. Uh, I think it's a very noble thing to do and ask of her friend. I don't know why she told him to be different to begin with. She was mad at him, I guess. That's all it was. Yeah. I mean, he takes stuff too seriously. Uh, so he has an elixir fixer that he drinks. Or I get no, he pops a pill for this one here or something he chews on. It's like a wafer or some crap. It's weird. He I like, don't remember. Yeah, he says he's got an antidote, basically. So, hey, I can fix this. I've got an elixir fixer that I made for this thing. So he pops it. And he doesn't really want to go, but he pops it. And you can see, like, his old self fighting with his, like, <laughs> Stefan <laughs> yeah. self in the middle of this transition. So he didn't get this on the first one. Like, split personalities type scenario where, there, you know, two people are coming out at once. And, yeah. <laughs> it, it was beautiful. <laughs> and then pretty much just like that, genetic code restored back all back Steve to normal. <laughs> <laughs> like, okay. And I think at this point, I, I didn't look how far ahead in the series it goes, but I think it was just back to normal. 
Um, like we'll be back to normal next week, but I think they probably saw how much of a hit Stefan was and how I know Jaleel White liked being able to show off something other than Urkel. Sure. You know, he's like, I know I'm good at Urkel. Can I just be a normal human being for like one episode? Right. Please. So maybe they had already written it in. Maybe they just used viewer reaction, but in the context of this episode, it seems like just a one-time deal. Like this was just a bottle episode, and nothing really happened. You know, just another crazy yeah. thing that Steve Urkel does. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. But then no, they he's much becomes very reoccurring. He starts dating Laura. They date each other and like That's fall what, in love and shit. Right. So I didn't remember it going back like this when I watched it. I was like, oh, they put it back to normal at the end of this episode. I thought this was when he would like introduce his like change tank like Superman where he could just like jump in there I feel like and just become Stefan whenever he wanted but and this one it's pretty clean you just drink this stuff um but it did become that didn't it he had like yeah. a thing he had like a, a capsule that he would go this is in. where I think like maybe they were like we can't have kids trying to drink crap right to turn into cool because it did look like laundry detergent so I was <laughs> yeah. like I was like, yeah, maybe they turned it into like a tank where they're like, kids can't buy this tank. And it I don't think it had a cover maybe, or maybe it did. I don't remember. I, I mean, I kind of think that it's like, it's like your standard like pod. Like it's a yeah. thing that stands up and he gets in it and the door closes and then there's smoke that comes out of it the, and some lights and shit. And then yeah. he pops out and he's Stefan. I remember lights and smoke. Exactly. So yeah, maybe there was a door and then he comes out. So they do a costume change or something. I think at, once, at one point he clones himself and there's like Stefan and Steve like running around or like multiple versions of him. Incredible. It's amazing. What a technological oh, feat. He's the smartest man on the planet. Very true. Well, man, that wraps it up. Family Matters is a great series. I might actually go back and watch a little more Urkel. It's not Frasier for sure, but the physical comedy was pretty dang funny to see. Yeah. They were just like, all right. I I see why this resonated so much, and I did love it for a long, long time, but I don't go revisit Family Matters ever. Dude, as I said, the memories came flooding back, and I was like, damn, I watched a lot of this show. Yeah. Like, just a ton of it. I remember everything about that show. So That theme song got me hyped like legitimately like i was like man i have not heard this theme song like in its entirety and watched the opening credits and like seen reginald bell johnson or whatever like do that shoulder turn and dude just, like, it's, oh, it's incredible and, and then yeah the music production value of that theme song is awesome too the keyboard parts alone were <laughs> definitely just had my toes tapping. just incredible stuff well anyway that's it for this week's episode of sideshow fraser is it Give us a rating wherever you're out there. I think that helps people. I don't know. Uh, follow us on some stuff. Let us know what all we got wrong. We'll mention you next week because I guarantee you we got a lot of stuff wrong. <laughs> Somebody tell me what Cornish is. Cornish.